It's Just a Dream, the podcast where we share our dreams and sometimes even analyze yours. My name is Hawa. Thank you so much for joining me today as I tell you another one of my crazy dream. I really appreciate it. Good morning. Good morning. I love you. Good morning. Hi. (laughs) I hope you are having a good morning, night, evening, whatever time it is when you're listening to this. I'm just really happy that you're here. I'm having a pretty good start to my morning. I washed my face. I did laundry the day before, so I fell asleep in like clean pajamas. That's really cool. I'm currently making some chai. It's steeping in the kitchen right now. I'm really excited. I love chai to start my day, drinking like a warm cup of chai tea. Or uh, recently, because it's been really hot, I've been making like iced chai. Game changer. I... Yo, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why I'm dumb and I never thought of like putting my tea in the fridge and having it as like cold. I always drink my tea hot, but I've started drinking my tea cold and it's like fucking amazing. <laughs> I know I'm slow and dumb, but yeah, it just never popped in my mind. I prefer to drink the tea warm. I like the way it feels. It's like a warm hug, especially when you're drinking chai. Um, I get mine straight from India. I get it imported because that's the best. It's the best chai from India, period. I'm a tea person. If you can't tell, I love drinking tea to start my morning. Um, and just throughout the day, I prefer tea over coffee. Every time I drink coffee, I get like so like jittery. Like I think it's because of my anxiety, but I will get like, I'll start like shaking I swear to God, I get fucking heart palpitations. (laughs) Like my heart will start beating out of my chest. I always think I'm dying after I drink a cup of coffee. And like I get so hyper aware of everything and so paranoid. Every single time, every single time, like it, it freaks me out. So I prefer to drink tea. The only time I drink coffee is like when I go to like McDonald's and I'll get like their coffee. But I don't think that's actual coffee. I don't know. (laughs) Um, But yeah. I'm excited for that. So yeah, that's my little ramble of the day. Um, Enough about that. In today's bonus episode, dun dun dun, I wanted to talk about premonition dreams and specifically dreams that can predict the future. Ooh, I want to talk about that. I also want to talk about dreams where your subconscious is warning you, dreams that are omens, good omens, bad omens, um, all of those things. And so I know for a fact that I've talked about premonition dreams in the past on the podcast because I do have 
quite a few of them. I actually remember sharing one, Vision of Gideon. I believe that's episode three. I'm planning on re-recording that because I feel like I did not give that dream justice. But I have shared a premonition dream on the podcast before in the past. Um, And it's a very interesting phenomenon that I want to talk about. The reason why I wanted to talk about this is actually because I was having a conversation with Elle. If you don't know who Elle is, she was a co-host on the podcast. Literally the reason why the podcast exists. It was her idea. She is in the first three episodes of the podcast and then she like disappears. Uh, (laughs) So that is her. She's also my best friend and I love her to death. But Elle and I were having a conversation. Um, We were having a conversation because we had recently had this really disgusting fallout with a mutual friend that I will refer to as A. Because it seems fitting. (laughs) If you've seen Pretty Little Liars, you know. Um, So we had this really gross falling out with A, like... Oh my gosh, I don't I don't want to get into it. Um I pro- I will have to later on <laughs> when I tell you the premonition dream, but it it was horrible, disgusting, vile. Blah, blah, blah. But we were talking and you know, mourning over this like friendship that we just had lost. And I was like, you know, we sh- really should have saw this coming. Like we should have known. And I was like, how how would we have known? <laughs> like what are you talking about? And she's like, you don't remember the dreams we had all summer during 2020 like all the summer of 2020 all of our dreams had a in it and in all those dreams a was acting like we thought a was acting like out of character they were doing these like crazy like fucked up things in our dreams but now we can see as clear as day this is just who they are and she was right we we did have a bunch of dreams about a um there's even like two dreams on the podcast you can guess which ones (laughs) <laughs> I'm not telling you where a had did some really messed up things in those dreams and like when we had those dreams and we would talk because at the time every day Elle and I would talk about the dreams we had the night before we were like this is so out of character for a like a would never do this like why are we dreaming about a in these weird ways turns out A wasn't acting out of character. A was showing their true colors in those dreams. And there's a lot of things that A did in certain dreams, especially in Elle's dreams, which I will not be sharing because they're not my dreams to share, where, like, A was just, like, (laughs) unfucking hinge, bro. Like, just doing crazy-ass shit. Like, there are things that A did in those dreams that they said verbatim in real life. So there are certain things that A did in those dreams that they said in those dreams that they ended up doing and saying during our fight. But those aren't the dreams I want to talk about today. Today, I want to talk about the dream I had two months ago. I had a dream two months ago. At this time, A and I weren't speaking with each other. A kind of had this habit of like just disappearing off the face of the earth and making you think that they were dead, and then they would just come back like nothing happened, and you'd be like, bitch, I thought you died. Like, I I almost called the police. But I had a dream two months ago before A and I had started talking and, you know, becoming friends again. And this dream was so jarring. 
and so scary to me that I told Elle about it. And there is one specific thing that happened in this dream. One specific thing that A said to me in this dream that when I woke up, I started to cry because I was so hurt that A would say say this to me and think of me that way in this dream that A did verbatim, said the exact same thing to me, did the exact same thing she did in the dream to me in real life. Whoa. (laughs) That shit was crazy. That shit was fucking, oh my God fucking oh my god that's all I have to say about that so I will be sharing that dream with you guys today I will also just be sharing um just premonition premonition I don't know which word is right I'm gonna say both um premonition premonition dreams that I've had in the past that have predicted things um what to look out for when you think you're having a dream that's predicting the future all of those jazz yeah So without further ado, let's just get right fucking into it. You know what I mean? Like, let's just go. (laughs) So before we can get into premonition dreams, the dreams I've had in the past, we first need to discuss what is a premonition dream? What is, what does it mean? Um, Are they even real? You know, let's talk about it. Merriam-Webster defines premonition as previous notice or warning, anticipation of an event without conscious reason, and finally, a strong feeling that something is about to happen, especially something unpleasant. (laughs) So usually when you have a premonition, um, it's not usually a positive thing. You're not like, oh my gosh, I had a premonition that I'm going to get a puppy and his name's going to be Sparky and we're going to be best friends. No, it's usually a negative feeling, right? It's usually a feeling of dread. I think dread's the perfect, perfect way to describe it. If you've ever been in a situation where you just feel a sudden pang of dread like something awful is about to happen that's basically what a premonition is so what does that mean in context of dreams premonitions in dreams a premonition dream usually means you are getting a warning you're getting a message about someone or something so you're getting a warning about something bad's going to happen to so and so or an event that's going to happen and At this event, something bad is going to happen. An example of this, I'm going to steal an example I saw on TikTok. (laughs) So I'm going to use that. Is you are on a flight to Shanghai. And while you're on this flight to Shanghai, the passenger next to you turns to you and says, hey, stay asleep. Do not wake up. And you're like, er, what are you talking about? I'm, I'm awake right now. I'm talking to you. And they're like, do not wake up. Do not get on the flight to Shanghai. And you're like, what do you mean? What do you mean? Like, I, I don't, I'm already on the flight. And they're screaming at you like, don't wake up. Don't wake up. Miss the flight. Miss the flight. You suddenly wake up. You realize you're at the airport and people are boarding the flight to Shanghai. You decide after that dream, you're just going to miss this flight to Shanghai and take the next flight. You miss that flight, take the next flight, only to find out that the flight that you were supposed to be on crashed. That would be a premonition dream. Crazy. So depending on the type of person you are and the way you grew up, 
will determine where this message is coming from. So if you are very religious, if you have the fear of God in your heart and you're very devoted to the Lord, then you'll probably think that this message is from God. If you are someone who's really into astrology, really into tarot cards, really into the universe, really into like divine power and all of that, you'll probably think that this message is from the universe. And if you are like my bestie Jennifer from the Dream On podcast, someone who's very practical, very logical, who looks at facts and statistics, you probably think of one of two things. You'll probably think that this is a message from your subconscious or you'll think this is a bunch of hoo-ha and it's super dumb and you'll get on the flight to Shanghai. (laughs) Um, None of these answers are wrong. They're just different and that's perfect. All of them can be right. It all depends on how you grew up, right? Some people who are more spiritual, who have a more spiritual background, whether it's to a higher being like God or to the universe itself, will often believe messages in their dreams more than people who are more logical and practical and just think dreams are a bunch of like images and like sounds. None of them are wrong. They're just different, right? So I personally believe in all three, if I'm completely honest, you know, I do have that background of being African and Africans are Africans tend to be more spiritual and believe the messages in their dreams. Like when I was little, I I would get so annoyed, but my mom would be like, oh, you know how, yeah, you can go out and hang out with your friends. And so I would be so excited to go hang out with my friends. And then the day of my mom would be like, no, you can't, you can't go out and hang out with your friends. And I'd be like, but why mommy? Why? And she'd be like, I had a dream can't go out sorry <laughs> it's it's like that like um that's just my <laughs> I would get so mad at her oh my god I would get so I'm like mom you said I could not I can't go because of a dream stupid but yeah um so I tend to believe and look for messages in my dreams naturally because that's how I grew up right and this isn't a new phenomenon that just started right like people all the way back in ancient Egypt and Greece have been looking into their dreams to find messages from whether it was the gods or um to find messages about war and famine and all of that stuff right um even um people like Sigmund Freud and Carl Jung had the belief that our subconscious would communicate to us at night And that's the best place where we could communicate to our subconscious, which was through our dreams. So I've said it once. I'll say it again. The answers aren't wrong. They're different. So I tend to gravitate towards the um, it's our subconscious because it makes a lot of sense. Right. Our subconscious is constantly seeing, hearing and feeling things that our conscious mind isn't right? So an example would be like, let's say you're walking down the street, heading to your house, right? At night. So you're walking down the street, heading to your house at night. You're probably, your conscious mind is probably focused on getting to your destination, right? And you're probably listening to some, I don't know, music. (laughs) I don't know what you listen to. Uh, Let me pick a song for you, actually. You're listening to 18's Deja Vu. Honey, you get deja vu. Um, that's what you're listening to while you're walking. 
uh, to your house. And so you, your conscious mind is probably focused on the song. You're probably a little bit focused on your surroundings so you don't like get fucking hit by a car or kidnapped. And that's pretty much it. Meanwhile, your subconscious mind is taking in everything, taking in the smells, taking in um, the faces. That's why sometimes when you have dreams, you'll see faces of people that you've never seen before, right? Like you're like, I don't, I don't know who this person is. You do know who that person is. Your subconscious saw that person while you're walking down the street, took a note of it, and then put it in your dream. You might not know who it is, but your subconscious does, so on and so forth. Um, And your subconscious can pick up on things that sometimes you can't, right? A change in someone's behavior, the way someone switches up and starts acting different, right? So you may have not noticed that a guy has been following you for four blocks, but your subconscious has. And now your subconscious is trying to warn you. So that's where you get into those things of like uh, gut feelings, right? That pang of like dread that you can have. That like feels like it comes out of nowhere. It's your subconscious literally trying to warn you physically any way it can, right? Another thing can be like in like random thoughts that pop in your head. So for example, I had a friend who was looking for a monologue. And so they were looking for this monologue and they get they got this random thought that was like, oh my God, maybe I should do a monologue about a girl finding out that her boyfriend has been cheating on her. And she immediately was like, wait, why am I thinking about this? Like, I'm in a happy relationship right now. Like, I'm in such a happy relationship right now. I'm such, I'm in such a good place. Why did I think about that? Guess what? <laughs> Two weeks later, she found out her boyfriend had been cheating on her. Yeah, right? So even small things like that random thought, that was your subconscious trying to communicate to you the best it could that like, hey, something's going on, right? So makes sense. Now let's get into some dreams that I've had where that has happened. Um, the perfect dream that explains this perfectly is a dream I already told on the podcast. Um, episode three, Vision of Gideon, dream, same title, where I had a dream about a friend and I, and we were like fucking trapped in this fucking hospital that was fucking bonkers, insane shit. She was a nurse and she went by, she was a nurse named Nurse Jessica. That isn't her real name, obviously, but that's what she went by in the dream. And a bunch of crazy shit went down and it was your regular degler dream. Like it was your normal dream. It was heavily inspired by this video game called The Cat Lady that I loved and was like hyper fixated on and obsessed with. But yeah, so like it was your regular degular how a dream (laughs) that's scary and like weird and so many plots and turns. But there was one part of the dream that felt unbelievably real, too real. And when I woke up, I couldn't shake the feeling that something was wrong, right? That is a good indicator that you may have had a premonition dream. If there's something that happens in your dream that feels way too realistic, like unbelievably realistic, like there's too many details in this dream right? It can be hard if you have dreams like I do where all of my dreams are insanely realistic and have a lot of details. But if you don't have dreams like that, it'll be kind of easy. You'll have a dream where, you know, like it's, it's all weird and conjunctual, but then there's one part of the dream that's unbelievably realistic. Like 
down to like the color of your nail polish or you can see what type of shoes you're wearing, right? Like those things. That can be a good indicator that you're having a premonition dream. So um, another indicator will be if you wake up and you can't shake the feeling about that, that specific moment. If you can't shake the feeling that something was wrong about that moment, that something was off, that can be a sign that you had a premonition dream. So in the dream vision of Gideon, there was a part where... Basically, Jessica and I were trying to escape the hospital and Jessica was like, oh, I know, I know a way of how we can escape the hospital. So we like ran up the stairs and we were on the rooftop and we locked the door. And when I turned around, Jessica was on the ledge of the rooftop and she was telling me like, hey, this is the only way we can get out. We have to jump. We have to jump to our deaths. That's the only way we can get out of this situation. The dream shift from us having to, you know, fight this evil hospital and get out to now me trying to convince my best friend not to kill herself. That's, that's how quick it shifted. And that part of the dream is, I remember that part of the dreams like to this day, like I, I get emotional cause I'm just an emotional type of bitch. You know, I get emotional, but like that part of the dream was so realistic. I remember it perfectly. I remember how like, all the details. I remember that it just rained, so the rooftop was really wet, and I was really scared that Jessica might slip and fall. I remember having to, like, slowly inch towards her and, like, trying to, like, remind her of, like, all the great times we had. Like, it was way too detailed. And I even, the reason why the dream was called Vision of Gideon was because that song was playing. I heard the song perfectly. It was just playing. Crazy. And so when I had woken up, I immediately text that friend. I was like, hey, like, can we please hang out as soon as possible? Like, I just need to see you. Like, I don't care what we do. Like, we can just stare at each other for four minutes. Like, I just need to see you. And from that point forward, I became a lot closer friends to Jessica. We became best friends, actually. And later on, she, like, let me know, like, hey, I'm really glad you reached out to me that day because I was considering taking my own life, but I didn't because you talked to me. And like you hung out with me and <laughs> goosebumps, bitch, goosebumps. Like from that day forward, I've taken any dream that had my friends or family in danger or something off about it, or I had that feeling that I felt when I had that dream. I take it unbelievably seriously because of that. And if you're sitting here and you're like that, what? That's crazy. Da, 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 da. Like how, how, how could that be a thing? Right. Like I said before, your subconscious takes in everything your conscious mind doesn't. So at the time, Jessica was going through something and I knew about it, but I didn't know how how hard it was for her and how much she was struggling, right? I didn't know, but my subconscious did. My subconscious took in the fact that she was acting different, that she was being more distant, that she was being, she was acting strange. My subconscious saw the signs that Jessica was planning on taking her own life. And then I had a dream warning me about it. Wow. Fucking crazy. <laughs> Fucking insane. Fucking insane, right? It's it's the small things, right? You don't have to have a huge premonition dream like that. Or like a premonition dream where like you you get warned about a fucking plane crash, but it can be small things like that, right? 
Um, another thing that can help you realize if you're having a premonition dream is if it feels like you're having deja vu. Honey, you get deja vu. I love that song. But um, the song that I just sang, 18's Deja Vu, and also Olivia Rodrigo's song, Deja Vu. Do you get deja vu? <laughs> um, they both describe deja vu wrong. <laughs> A lot, the way people think deja vu is, isn't actually what deja vu is, right? So deja vu isn't the feeling of, oh, I've done this before. Like, this reminds me of something else, right? That's not deja vu. That's like nostalgia or something. Deja vu is the feeling that you've experienced something even though you know for a fact that you have never experienced anything like this before. Let me repeat that. Deja vu is the phenomenon where you have a feeling that you've experienced something even though you know for a fact that you have never experienced something like this before. It is a terrifying experience to feel, right? I know personally, I haven't felt deja vu a lot, but the times that I have, it felt like someone threw cold water on me. Like it almost felt like I was like watching myself experience something. It's terrifying because you know for a fact that you've never experienced it, but it feels like you have. So that feeling, if you are in a dream and you get that sudden feeling that this has happened before, but you know it hasn't, nine times out of 10, it's probably because you're having a premonition dream. Crazy, right? Let me share a couple more premonition dreams before we get to the big one. Okay, this one is kind of fun. Um, fun being very subjective. But I another dream I had that I actually also shared on the podcast was a lucid dream gone wrong. The title of this dream was First Date Gone Minty. <laughs> and basically the plot of the dream, a very quick summary, is that I went on this date with this guy at my college and it was an amazing date. It was so awesome, so cool, so fab. And he walked me back to my dorm and he kissed me and it was the best kiss I ever had. And while he was kissing me, I became lucid and realized it was a lucid dream because I was like, bitch, who would want to kiss you? You know, being mean to myself as I always am. So I was like, oh my God, this is a dream. And then when we broke from our kiss, I started to go into anaphylactic shock and I died <laughs> because he had a mint before we kissed and I'm deathly allergic to mint. That was the dream. First date, gone minty. Uh... <laughs> when is it my turn to be happy, right? (laughs) So a month later, after I did the episode, actually, I'm going to check right now. When did I record that episode? I posted that episode February 9th, right? March 20, like 6, 27th, I ended up going on a date. Yeah, I ended up going on a date with this guy I met on some dating app. And it was it went really well. We like went to get boba and then we went to go sit by the lake and we drove around for a bit. It was a really nice date. But before we drove around for a bit while we were at the lake, I saw him take a mint. And then later on, while we were driving around and talking, he was like, hey, I just want to let you know that I'm probably going to kiss you by the end of this date. And I'm, I was giddy. I'm not going to lie. I was like, ah. 
And I was like, yeah, like, I, I want you to kiss me too. But hey, I actually saw you take a mint earlier. And he's like, oh, yeah, like, when I kiss you, I want my breath to be good. And I was like, yeah, that's great. That's fine. I'm actually deathly allergic to mint. So, like, if we're going to kiss, like, we'll, we'll, we'll have to wait till the mint, like, wears off so I don't, like, die. Um, so I caught it. I told him about it. He was like, yeah, that's perfectly fine. We waited till the mint wear ward off and then we kissed and the kiss was amazing and awesome and great. So that dream basically warned me about this date. Crazy, right? Um, if you're wondering, we ended up going on one more date before we went on a second date and then he stood me up for the third date and then ghosted me. <laughs> so safe to assume that we're not together. Um, uh, yeah, so, but that dream did warn me about the mint, because if I did not catch that and he did kiss me, I would have died, 100%. That's how allergic I am to mint. But yeah, that's another premonition dream. I'll share one more. This is the first premonition dream I have ever had, right? The very first one, I remember it was from middle school. And I don't remember any of the dream, just the premonition part. I don't know like what happened in this dream, but in the dream, I was walking in the hallway and there was heading to science class. There, I had a science class. I, I remember everything. Yeah, I, w- I was heading to a science class and I was walking in the hallway and these two guys behind me were playing a really fun like they're playing football basically in the hallway and one of the guys threw the football the other guy went to go catch it and in the process ended up pushing me and I slammed my head in the wall and my glasses fell off my face and it really freaking hurt and so I started to like cry and the guy tried to apologize to me but at the time in the dream, I didn't really like this guy because he used to bully me. So he was trying to apologize to me and I wouldn't let him apologize to me. And I just like ran straight into my classroom and the dream ended, right? I was like, whoa, that was crazy. That was so realistic, right? I shit you not, the exact same thing happened. Word for word, bar for bar, my guy. The exact same thing happened. Like three months later, I remember this so clearly. I was heading to science class and I was running late. So I was walking in, we're in real life now. The dream's over. Uh, I was running, basically speed walking to my science class because we were, I was running late and we were doing, we were presenting basically our like projects. We all had these individual groups and we all had these projects and our project was like a certain like country. And it was about, like, their, like, rock formations and stuff. And so I made a volcano out of Rice Krispie Treats and pink marshmallows. I know. Super cool, right? So I was rushing to class because I was so excited to, like, show this. And the exact same thing happened. I remember this freaking mammoth of a dude. Because he was, like, six. We were in middle school. Like, how, how old are you when you're in middle school? Like, what, 12, 13? This dude was already, like, six foot three. And 
someone like threw a football he tried to catch it pushed me and I slammed my head in the wall and I started crying and he tried to apologize to me and I like picked up my glasses and I ran into class and I was sitting there crying and I remember this so specifically because I was sitting there crying in class and no one was paying attention to me but this other girl right next to me started crying because someone told her crush that she liked him and everyone was so worried about her but no one cared that I was crying because I got my fucking face slammed into a wall and I still think about that to this day (laughs) so yeah that is the third and final premonition dream that I have had that came true uh actually recently I just remember this recently I had a premonition it wasn't even a premonition dream I just had a dream about a friend where they basically got buried alive and I was like rushing to them like I was so panicked and like rushing to them because I needed to like bear like save them and they ended up dying so I like I texted them to make sure they're okay and we we ended up calling on the phone and just talking for like a couple of minutes like 20-30 minutes which was really nice because I hadn't been able to talk to that friend in such a long time and it was so nice to hear his voice so you know not every dream where my friends are dying or my family is getting hurt or like anything like that not every dream is a premonition dream but I take them very seriously just because I'd rather be safe than sorry right like I'd rather me overreact over every dream I have of like L oh god forbid let me not even say that of like I don't know like my pet fish I don't have a pet fish but I'm using this as an example of like my pet fish dying and me waking up to make sure my pet fish is okay and being fine versus like the one time where I'm just like ugh, it's just a it's just a stupid dream I'm just this isn't actually happening like the one time I do that my fish will actually be dead you know you understand what I'm saying good I'm glad now let's get into the big dream so here we are at last The big dream. The dream that predicted the end of my friendship with A. All right. I'm going to just warn you. I might get a little emotional. I might get a little emotional when I tell you this dream because and connect it to the fight that A and I and L had because it was bitch it was upsetting it was dirty it was nasty the the girls were fighting the girls were tussling and it's so hard friendship breakups are worse than like romantic breakups in my opinion just it's so hard to have a friendship last so long and then it just be gone it just it just be gone over like something as dumb as a misunderstanding i'll get into it a little bit later but one thing that still really hurts is something that will happen in a dream that happened in real life that i'll explain to you but the way a treated me as if i was like nothing like our friendship meant nothing to them like the four years we spent together all that time all everything that we've done meant nothing to them that really hurt like I was just a means to an end (laughs) I still think about that time to time I'm doing a lot better I want to make that very clear I'm doing a lot better 
I'm mostly over the situation. Like if I recorded this originally, like <laughs> during the days when it was still happening or like the day after or like the week after, oh girl, I would be screaming, crying, throwing up, having a fit, like doing doing a whole thing. But I'm mostly over it. It's just, let's just get right into it. So this dream happens in three parts, right? I'm going to skim through part one and kind of skim through part three. Part two is the most important. (laughs) This is where the fight happens. But in part one, basically, it's through A's perspective. Not even A's perspective. It was like part one was like a documentary about A, like meeting A and like introducing A. And the part of the documentary that was so weird first there was just too many details there were things I didn't need to see (laughs) I did not need to know about A's life like that gross but two they didn't say A's name they weren't like this is a documentary on A right it was just like a cold open about A about their interests about what they like about what they don't like all these things right and something you need to know about me is if you're my friend oh girl girl, I know everything about you. (laughs) You're my friend. I know everything about you, especially if you're my best friend. I know what you like. I know what you dislike. I know what your favorite food is. I know what your go-to order is. I know everything about everything. You're my friend because I care. If you tell me something, I'm going to remember it. And I'm going to bring it up again to show you that I care. And I was listening to you and I was like, oh, I listened to you. You said you like this right? That's just the type of friend that I am. And I also like to know those small details. So, you know, like if I'm at the store and I'm like, oh, Elle likes Kit Kats and I'm at the store and I see a Kit Kat, I'll grab a Kit Kat and then go home and be like, Elle, hey, I found a Kit Kat. I thought of you. Here's a Kit Kat. And then Elle's like, oh my God, yay, Kit Kat. Thank you. Right? It's, it's a nice thing to do to your friend. So I know everything about everything when it comes to A. And this documentary, everything was wrong, right? Or the A I used to know wouldn't like these things, right? And A is the type of person where they have very strict morals, very strict morals. They had certain ideals, certain mindsets on certain things that you could not sway them on. That was the type of person they are. Like to the point where they would borderline like shame people who didn't have the same mindset as them right so there are things in this uh without getting into too much detail there are things in this documentary that didn't make any sense to me I was like A would never do that A hated people who did that why would they do that now right like things that just didn't make sense at all so it was basically like I had to watch a documentary to be introduced to this new version of A that I didn't know right that was part one The second part of the dream was basically there was a reunion, a college reunion, and for some reason it was happening at my old high school. So we were having this humongous AMDA reunion at my old high school. All of the people from the class of like 2019 before pandemic, like because obviously all the people that were in my group my first and second semester we all didn't get to graduate together because of COVID and everything. So 
it was just for that group, for the group of actors that did summer of 2019. So they were all coming to Wisconsin to my old high school and I was so excited. Like I got ready. I was so happy and Elle was coming up. So like Elle had already came up to Wisconsin and we were like spending, she like came a week early and we like spent the whole week together and I was like showing her all of Wisconsin, which took like three days. And then <laughs> we just kept going to Target and I kept making her do like uh, small town things. And it was really fun. She went to her first fair. It was awesome. It was so much fun. And we ordered a lot of like foods that she's never tried because she's never had cheese curds. She's never had custard before. She's never had so many things like like good cheese like good cheese like so many things so she had came for the week and we got ready and we went to the function that was at my old high school so we went there and we all reunited with like all of our friends and everything all the people we went to school with and it was so great and I did not think A was gonna come to this function right A the last time I talked to A, this is kind of in real life and in the dream. The last time I had talked to A was all the way back in like 2021 in the winter. 2021 in like the winter. That's the last time I talked to them. And that time when I talked to them, they told me about this really scary situation where someone had tried to like break into their house. And that was the last time I talked to them. <laughs> that's it I had tried calling them texting them getting into contact with them any way I can to no avail they didn't answer any of my calls I know for a fact that they did see that I was calling them because the phone would ring a couple of times and then I assumed they hung up so yeah so I was calling a I was texting a no avail. I don't know what happened to them. I couldn't get in contact with their family. I couldn't get in contact with anyone who knew A, who had spoken to A. Like the people at the reunion, I was like, hey, have you spoken to A? Like, do you know where A is? And they're like, oh my God, the last time I spoke to A was all the way back in like March of 2020. And I was like, okay, so no one else has spoken to A. No one else. I was the last person to speak to A. And so I'm really worried about them, but like I've literally done everything I could to try to track them down, try to find them, try to make sure they're okay. Like there's only so much that I could do in the dream and in real life. And so in the dream, I just assumed A wasn't coming to the function, but I was wrong. A was at the function with their fiance and A, you know, was talking to other people and stuff, but A wasn't talking to me. They were talking to everyone else but me. And it was at the point where their fiance had came to me and started talking to me because I was really friendly to their fiance. I don't like A's fiance. I hate A's fiance. They are very manipulative and abusive. And I have a speculation that part of the reason why our friendship ended was because we were trying to get A away from their fiance. And that's why our friendship ended. Like that's like 1% of it. But I was still nice and cordial with them because, you know, 
Ace living with this person. I can't be mean to them, right? So their fiance saw me and they immediately came to me and was talking to me and I was talking to them, but A wouldn't look me in the eyes. And when they did, they looked at me with like, not my voice cracking, but they looked at me with pure like disgust, pure disgust. Like I was the most disgusting thing they ever laid eyes on. So, and I didn't know what I did. Like I had no idea what I did. Like I didn't do from like, I was like trying to look back and see like, did I do something wrong? Like, did I call too many times? Like, what did I do? And so at a certain point, we started the function. A bunch of the old teachers that used to teach us, all of our professors were talking. And we had this like really cute moment where we had this projector and everyone's projects were on the screen, right? So like everyone's acting projects, what they've been doing. So like some people pursued acting some people decided not to pursue acting and did other things and like showed off what they did for work and it was really really fun and everyone had their work up on the screen except for a and so we were all like a like what have you been doing and a is just like you know like (laughs) I'm, I'm just in a lot of stuff right now I haven't been able to get anything out and we're like okay yeah yeah okay and everyone else had like their projects up And when it was my turn to show, like, my project and, like, all the acting things I was in, A physically turned around so they didn't have to watch. That's how disgusted they were at me. And I I don't know what I did. I legit don't know what I did. So after all of that, they started to serve food, sidetrack. I might do a bonus episode where I talk about foods in dreams because sometimes the food in my dreams tastes so good. Yo, they had, they had pancakes, these like pancake with these like hash brown casserole things. And they were so good. Oh my God. They were so good. They were oh delicious. But while food was being served out, I like walked over to A and I was like, Hey, A, like, can, can I talk to you? And the fiance was like, Oh, like I'll come with you. And I was like, no, actually I kind of want to talk to A by themselves. Like, is that okay? And they were like, yeah, sure, sure. So I was like, hey, like, come on, like, let, let's go talk. I want to talk to you. And A, like, wouldn't get up. And eventually their fiance was like, come on, like, baby, like, you're being rude. Go go talk to Hawa. And so they were like, Ugh, and like, got up and we went to go talk. And I was like, hey, like, is is everything okay? Like, did I do something wrong? Like, I've been really worried about you. And they weren't talking to me. They were just staring at me nothing like they would not speak to me and I was like okay well you know I've been really worried about you like I've been trying to get in contact with you for like a whole year like I've been really really worried about you are you okay like is everything okay and nothing and I was like okay well you know I didn't think you were gonna be here but since you're here like um I have your stuff for context in real life A had left a bunch of their stuff in the dorm rooms and I had grabbed it in the hopes of returning it to them and they knew I had it and they knew I wanted to return their stuff to them so I this entire time to this day I still have their stuff keeping it safe to give it back to them um obviously that's not gonna happen anymore but I was like hey a like here's your stuff like I have it like I kept it like I promised here you go and I tried handing it to them They wouldn't take it out of my hands. And I'm like, hey, this is your stuff. And they literally took their hand. And I had this whole pile filled with like their notebooks, their scrapbooks, 
their like everything basically and they took their hand and slammed it onto the floor so it fell everywhere and I was like hey what's the matter with you and a looked at me and was like I didn't ask you to care about me and I, (laughs) I was flabbergasted I was like what what are you what are you talking about I didn't ask you to take care of my stuff I didn't ask you to call me all those times I didn't ask you to care about me I'm confused and so I'm looking at a and I was like no, you, you didn't ask me to do those things. I did those things because I care about you. And their response was they laughed in my face. They're like, <laughs> really, you care about me? And I was like, yeah, A, you're my best friend. Of course I care about you. You didn't ask me to do those things. I did those things because I care about you and I worry about you. That's why if you didn't like that I was doing those things, you could have just told me and then I wouldn't have done them. But you didn't tell me. So I kept doing them and they start laughing again and they're like, well, if you really cared about me, you wouldn't have said those things behind my back. And I was like, what? What are you talking about? I never said anything behind your back. And they were like, don't you fucking lie to me, Howa. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, I'm not lying. I don't know what you're talking about. They were like, oh, I heard that you told everyone that I'm a bad actor, that you thought I was untalented. I know that you said those things behind my back. Don't try to tell me that you didn't. I know you did. And so at this point, I start getting mad, genuinely pissed off at A, because one, I didn't do those things to A. And number two, I was angry at the fact that A would even think I would do those things. The entirety of our friendship, I have never, ever spoken bad about A, especially when it comes to their acting. I have always praised A for their acting, for the work ethic at the time that we were friends and at the time that we were at college. I always praised them for that. Always, always. I thought they were amazing. I And I would tell them so. All the way up to the point where we stopped talking, I told them so. I kept telling them how amazing they were, how talented they were, how they were going to get far, right? If I had any critiques, I told them to their face. I was like, hey, you know, you're an amazing actor, but you really need to work on your, like, communication skills because you can't keep going dark like that. It's not, it's not really, like, you can't keep doing that, right? Anything like that, I've told them to their face. But I have never once talked bad about them. And I was getting so angry because if they just took one second to look at our friendship in the past, they would know that's not true. Everything I've done up to this point shows that I've been a good friend to them. And so I tell them so. I'm like, what do you, A, I would have never done that. Like, look at the evidence in front of you. I've, I've done this for you. I've done that for you. Why would I do all these things and then also talk shit behind your back, right? And then... They turn a full 180 and they're like, you are my friend, Howell. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to call me every day and be worried about me. You're supposed to have my back when people talk shit about me. You're supposed to be worried about me. And I was like, yeah, exactly. That's what, bitch, that's what I'm saying, right? That's And that's all the things I've done. So why would I all of a sudden switch up on you like I don't understand why like can we talk about this like why do you think this and I look at them and I'm like is this because of fiance is fiance making you do this and that's when they explode on me (laughs) they explode on me completely and they're like 
my fiance is not making me do this. Did you ever just think for a second that maybe it's because I never really liked you in the first place? Don't you think maybe for a second that no one likes you? Because, you know, everyone thinks you're a mental case, Howa. Everyone thinks you're insane. You're a fucking nut job. Everyone talks shit about you behind your back. Do you know that? Do you know that? No one respects you here. No one cares about you because you're not important. You could die tomorrow and no one would care. Whoa. <laughs> That came out of nowhere. And they keep screaming at me and they say a lot of other stuff that I'm not going to say. Um, maybe I'll put an episode out on my Patreon <laughs> and let you hear the things that they said. But they said a lot of things. Things about my trauma and how I deserved it. And I was oh, that was probably like asking for it. Oh my gosh, it was horrible all these things right and I'm just sitting standing there just like staring at them so like where is this coming from like who are you like why are you doing this and after they're all done they're like I never want to see you again you fucking you fucking disgust me how I fucking hate you so much I never want to look at you again delete my number delete everything just burn all my shit away like I never want to see you again and they like go back into the cafeteria and so I'm just standing there, shocked and completely brokenhearted. And I walk back into the cafeteria and I'm like, it's fine. <laughs> I'm just going to sit here and pretend that that didn't happen and it will be fine. And so I sit down and I try to continue to eat my meal. But then one of the people that I'm sitting with, looks over at me and they're like Hawa are you okay shouldn't have said those words the moment they said that and I looked at them bawling my eyes out I started crying hysterically I was I couldn't stop crying I was like ugly crying hyperventilating type shit I was like <laughs> that was me and so I was just like crying and everyone like saw that I was crying so they came to comfort me and they're like, it's okay. Like what happened? Like what's going on? And I like, I couldn't like, <laughs> I couldn't get out what happened. Like I was trying to explain what happened, but I couldn't get it out. And everyone was trying to comfort me. And eventually like Elle like got me up and like took me to the bathroom and like wiped my eyes and was like, is everything okay? Like what's going on? And so I tried to explain the situation to her. And before I can, a barges into the bathroom and they are like completely different let me remind you a few minutes ago a was screaming at me and telling me about how i was a horrible person and that i would be better off dead and da 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 and so all of that and now they're here trying to comfort me trying to make me feel better like oh my god how are you okay like I can't believe this happens like oh Elle you can go I'm gonna comfort Howa like it's okay and obviously Elle's not a freaking idiot so she stayed <laughs> with me um and the two of them started to comfort me and I was like bitch get away from me what like you're the one who <laughs> what that's like punching someone in the face and then like giving them like first aid like you caused this this is your fault and so they were comforting me and all that stuff. And this is where the dream gets like bonkers. <laughs> Part three, right? So A starts to comfort me. And after a while, I'm just like, you know what, guys? Like, you guys can stay here. I'm going to go back home. I'm going to go back home. 
and <laughs> just like I want to crawl into a hole and cry <laughs> that's it I don't want to be here anymore and so Elle's like okay like I'll come with you and A's like I'll come with you too and I was like hey I don't really want you to come with me and he's like no no like I'm really really sorry Howell like let me come with you and of course I'm dumb so I let A come with me bad idea A comes with me and A and L stay in the living room while I go into my bedroom and when I wake up I see that Elle is like on the couch and it looks like she's sleeping and A is wide awake staring at me and I'm like you know what A like you, you I want you to leave I don't want you in my house anymore and A looks at me and it's that same look of disgust and I was like bitch go like leave like I don't I don't want to talk to you <laughs> I don't want to talk to you and A's like no like you made a scene in the school like you had to make a scene in school you had to start crying when you know what I said wasn't that big of a deal and I said bitch did you okay just get out of my house like I'm not asking now I'm I'm telling you and it was like no I'm not leaving because now you're gonna get what you want you want to be friends with me you want to be with me forever and I was like mm, I did not say that I did not say that no you want to be with me forever so we're gonna be together and so you know what this bitch does she puts a curse on me where on us sorry not me us she puts a curse on us so that a spider a poisonous spider is slowly crawling towards us and we have to escape together to get away from this poisonous spider we have to be on the run basically together and run away from this poison spider if we ever separate the poisonous spider will kill one of our family and so on and so forth so we have to stay together for basically the rest of our lives on the fucking run from a poisonous spider and i was like why the fuck would you why the fuck would you do that why would you do that a what the fuck is wrong with you and they were like no you wanted to be together forever so now we're together forever now you can never leave me because that's what you wanted right that's what you wanted since you're such a good friend and i was like bitch i don't want to be your friend anymore here what the hell i don't want to be your friend anymore so i had tried to like leave but when i had tried to leave the poisonous spider fucking came out of nowhere and killed l and i was like what the fuck and then the poisonous spider like ran to go kill my mom and killed my mom and then it was like trying to like find my sister so then i literally like got next to a and the poisonous spider stopped and started to slowly like slowly when i say slow snail level slow like walk towards us and the fucking bitch fucking handcuffed me a fucking handcuffed me to them and they're like now you can never leave now we, we're gonna be friends forever and then i woke up what the fuck was that dream <laughs> oh my god right so you might be thinking what the fuck is the premonition in this fucking dream that whole second part of the dream is the real reason why our friendship ended i'm not shitting you the real reason why our friendship ended between l a and i the reason why it ended is because a made up this whole situation where we were basically talking shit about them, about their work ethic, and they were really upset about it. And so they decided that they needed to end our friendship and we were just horrible people who shouldn't be their friend anymore and they need to turn a new leaf. And this is for us, not for them. And da 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 da, da. Uh, Right out of the blue, ended our friendship right then and there. 
and we were trying to reach out and talk to A and A was painting this narrative that we were these horrible people who wanted to destroy their lives from the beginning. Like from the moment our friendship started, we we wanted to destroy their lives. We wanted to like sabotage their career, which didn't make sense because if you look at the evidence of our fucking friendship, that didn't happen, right? And so the part of the dream that was acutely accurate, <laughs> acutely accurate was at a certain point, I sent a, a really long message explaining to them how I was really hurt at the fact that they were belittling our friendship to this tiny minuscule thing and all of these things I've done for them in the past and letting them know like, hey, like, I'm not trying to like guilt you into this or like throw this back in your face. I'm showing this to you to prove that I've been a very loyal and a very good friend. I would never do these things to you. And I don't know why you're saying these things. And I brought up times that I have been there for them. And I also brought up times where I really needed them and they weren't there for me. So one of the things I brought up was the fact that there was like a six month period where I was texting them. And it was right after the whole incident at the school with my suicide attempt and all of that. And I was trying to get in contact with them because I really needed to talk to them. I really needed a friend. And they didn't answer a single one of my calls and texts. The only text they answered was my happy birthday text to them. That's the only text they answered. Yeah. So I was telling them, like, I'm not trying to, like, guilt you or anything. I'm just showing you, like, these things. And if you don't want to be friends, fine. I don't want to be your friend either. But don't make it seem like I haven't been there for you. That is not true. And I was very respectful. I really could have gone in. But I decided not to. And so... I sent that message and their response was like, you're a mental case. That's what they said verbatim. You're a mental case. You're a nut job. Everyone was talking shit about you. You're fucking crazy. You're insane. All of that. Yeah. And that hurt a lot. That that hurt a lot, especially because I've been struggling with my mental health for a very long time now. You guys, you guys have been here for when I was really struggling with my mental health, like literally finding like a reason to live every single day. Like it was really hard. And I'm now like finally in a good place. I finally started therapy. I've been in therapy. It's been amazing. And I'm like in a really good place. And then to hear that, to hear that they thought of me that way, really hurt especially because I'm pretty sure what they're referring to because if I'm correct they're referring to second semester and during second semester it was a very stressful time for me and my family because there was a lot of like murders happening in Gambia and my mom had went back to go visit family while these like weird murders and violent things were taking place and so I was really scared for my mom's safety and there was a certain point where like for two weeks I would I didn't get any phone calls from my mom I didn't get any what what I didn't get any WhatsApp messages from her so I was so scared and like that whole week I was crying in class I was so stressed out so if that's what she's referring to as me being a fucking mental case yo fuck you all the way a eh? fuck you all the way like fuck you like fuck you <laughs> fuck you bro especially since they kept bringing up the fact that there was something going on in their family i'm not gonna give any details 
But they kept bringing up the fact that something was happening in their family and they kept throwing it in my face. They kept saying like, this was happening to me and you didn't even know about it. And I was like, hey, you can't even keep your fucking lies in order. You found that, you found out that fucking information in my room. Fuck are you talking about? I was the one who comforted you. Like, you don't even know what you're saying at this point. You can't even remember things straight. Fuck out of here. So it's weird that I need to care about their family, but fuck my family. I'm I'm the mental case when I care about my family. But I'm the bad friend when I don't care about their family, which wasn't true. <laughs> which wasn't true at all. So, yeah. I'm just rambling at this point, so I'll shut up. But, yeah, that was a dream that predicted the end of the friendship. And to remind you, that dream happened two months before A texted me and reached out to me and we started to rekindle our friendship. So, yeah, crazy ass shit, right? And, yeah. It sucks a lot. Some advice. (laughs) Advice with Hawa some advice but it sucks a lot when you have a friendship like this that is really long and you put like a lot of effort into it a lot of time a lot of money a lot of care and it's just over and sometimes the way like tiktok i don't have a tiktok i watch my tiktoks on youtube and instagram reels like an adult (laughs) no but i usually have to watch them on instagram and YouTube but the way they make it seem like you have to be like a cold ass bitch like be able to cut people off and all that stuff that's just not the reality for some people like I can't do that like once you're a part of my life you're a part of my life forever whether I like it or not I'm gonna care about you and I'm gonna think about you and that's just the way it is so I just have to learn to like allow myself to grieve this friendship and mourn it and then just let go and continue on with life you know because it is sad it is sad that something as stupid as like a misunderstanding or even like this cowardice way of ending a friendship because if you wanted to end the friendship just end the friendship if you didn't have a good reason that's okay but you had to make up a reason I had to be the bad guy in order for this friendship to end it couldn't just be mutual Especially since, I'm going to just say this one thing and then I'm going to end this episode. Especially since the last time I talked to this person, we planned a trip. I don't know if I already said this, but we literally planned a trip for them to come here. They were supposed to come to Wisconsin. We were supposed to hang out. And I was helping them do their resume. I was helping them find monologues for their audition. So it does. it, it just makes even less sense. So, yeah. I'm not going to get answers. I'm just going to have to let it go. (laughs) But yeah, that was the dream that predicted the end of a friendship. Crazy how accurate it was. (laughs) Accurate. Crazy how accurate it was, right? Down to the words used. Um, I hope you liked this episode. I hope it was helpful. Um, You gained some insight or you just heard about my crazy premonition premonition, premonition, whatever, dreams, dreams that have predicted the future. Let me know if you've had any dreams that predicted the future or were like an omen or like warned you about someone or something. I want to hear about them. Um, If you're not already, 
please follow us on Instagram at underscore it's just a dream podcast. Over there, you will get insight on um, new dream ideas. You will get sneak peeks to new episodes. I have a bunch of like cute little reels on there. I have a bunch of like quotes and positivity on there. And you could also see me shit post on my story because I do that a lot. Um, if you have any crazier wild dreams, any premonition, premonition dreams you want to tell me, or if you just want to say hi, email me at it's just a dream podcast two at gmail.com. Again, it's just a dream podcast two at gmail.com. There's also a link down below where you can send me a voice message on anchor (laughs) you can send me a voice message on anchor i'll be so happy to hear from you that's awesome you should also join our discord we have a discord link in the description it's it's just a dream it's pretty cool over there we talk about dreams talk about life all of that jazz and oh also thank you to my five dollar tier patreon Leah Eggcart, my bestie. If you want to hear your name at the end of every episode, maybe consider hopping over to my Patreon. Like I said in the last episode, she's not fully developed the way I want it to, but if you want to join, go ahead and join. Otherwise, just wait till I make a bonus episode about my Patreon. That's when you'll know it's completely complete. But it's a fun place. You have a lot of extra perks there. I, <laughs> I've i recently been like reviewing crumble cookie because I've been having like some nightmares. So I'll order a crumble cookie and then I'll do a little crumble cookie review on my Patreon. So you might want to check it out. Um, last but not least, make sure you check out the links in the description about ways you can help with what's going on with Ukraine. And also there are links in the description to help, uh, to help and educate yourself about what's going on all around the world. You know, it's important to stay up to date and help people who can't help themselves. It is important. Yeah, I think that's all I have for you guys today. That's everything I wanted to say. It was so lovely talking to you. Thanks. Thank you so much for hearing me ramble and rant. I really appreciate it. Um, Make sure you go eat something today. Okay. Eat something yummy. I'm going to have my chai, my iced chai. I'm going to be having my iced chai with some bread. I have some baguettes. I'm going to eat croissants. Those are two different things. Oh no. I'm going to be eating croissants with my iced chai. It's going to be very delicious. So you should eat something too. Also, make sure you drink some water. Stay hydrated, okay? And remember that I love you to the moon and back, to the stars above and beyond. Take care till we dream again. Bye-bye.